This is the Chatter with Chad podcast. I'm your host, Chad Gleisel. This week's guest is Chantel. All right, well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, no problem. It's a pleasure. How's your day been today? Um, it's been... It's been great. <laughs> it, it, it honestly has. There have been some hiccups, but only at the end of the day. And very weird hiccups that I should have expected, but I didn't. Hey, as long as you can look at it on the bright side of life. That's yeah. the way I try. Life's a big hiccup, at least for me. <laughs> what do you mean it's a big hiccup for you? <laughs> I'm always trying to put together the pieces. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. Oh, and no, my pleasure. Yeah, like I said, this is this is really cool. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I told you, back by, you're by, here by popular demand. There's not many people I've had on here that were specifically asked for by guests, but I was specifically asked to have you on by guests. So. It's because they know how awesome I am. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing. I'm not that um, vain. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Yeah, so uh, it's it's getting cool out here. Uh, you are you a Halloween person? It's, mm, it's interestingly enough, yes and no. I mean, we didn't. Hmm, how do I explain this? I didn't grow up going trick or treating. My mom basically let us go trick or treating to the neighbor's house. And that was it. <laughs> we got candy. We brought ourselves back in. We ate our candy. And then we watched scary movies. So I'm a big scary movie person. But trick-or-treating, not so much. Um, but Halloween, I'm slowly getting into it. I What I do for work right now is an administrative assistant. And in my mind, I've kind of told myself, my job is to keep all my clients, which are now my employees <laughs> or my coworkers, my job is to keep my coworkers happy, you know, s- yeah. s- service them. So yeah. I'm going to decorate. I'm going to decorate <laughs> for Halloween. I'm going to go all out. I'm going to have a big bowl of candy. It- it's going to be cool. It's going to be <laughs> great, actually. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, I, I always help out. The past three years, I've helped out with uh, working in a haunted house, which I love. I love Halloween. I mean... Halloween and Christmas were always a, a... My problem with the holidays is I love decorating, but I hate taking down. Mm. So we always had the, the you know, growing up, uh, I always decorated, and my mother always took down. And, system, see? <laughs> there's a system in place. And now that, you know, now being on my own, um, it's going to be quite interesting. Because the last year I had back at home, uh, I think I talked about it on a previous episode of this, I decorated for Christmas one year, and the lights were still up come August of the next year. And, and uh, in <laughs> September, I finally, uh, after a lot of persuasion and, and discipline from my, my mother, I got up on the roof and took down all the Christmas lights just to have to put them up like two months later. And I was oh, like, oh, I might as well just kept them up all year. Well, I'd take them down for two months. Okay, so when you say persuasion... <laughs> I was told. You were told. <laughs> yeah, there was... <laughs> <laughs> I, it was it was a yeah, it was it was a negotiation of <laughs> was a neg- I was told basically this is what you're going to go out and do it and how you're going to do it and you I were did. you were voluntold yeah 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 absolutely um, so what are your plans for this holiday season are you are you gearing up are you 
you said that you're kind of worried mm. now because you don't have anyone to take down for you. Yeah, I I don't I mean I I want to put some stuff out. I I got to go buy some stuff. It's just the I'll blow too much money on Halloween stuff. Uh, I got some ideas for the haunted house and stuff. It's just kind of making it come through and work. Uh, I love uh, my problem is I, I love the I love the ideas. It's kind of putting them into plan where my mind starts running. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm like this is what I'm going to do and this is a great idea and hey, here's how I'm going to do it. And then it's like, well, when am I going to do it? Well, you could start now. Well, I don't feel like doing it now. And then you're like, well, tomorrow. And tomorrow comes. And the next thing you know, three weeks has gone by. And now it's like, oh, Halloween's tomorrow. I guess I'm not going to get that thing done that I, I had told myself I wanted to. So I have to, I have to start kicking my butt. You know what you need? You need an executioner. <laughs> somebody, that, somebody that executes your, your ideas. You're an ideas guy, it seems. Yeah. And now you, now you need a doer. Have you seen those commercials for quote-unquote doers? Uh, it, yeah. It's ringing a bell. It's ringing a bell. I can, I can imagine it, but I can't. I don't. I don't. So, so as, a, as a small business owner myself, I've been getting a lot of commercials preference toward me or geared toward me Mm -hmm. and one of the commercials are about doers that are basically personal assistants that i'm sure are in like what is it the philippines or china (laughs) don't get paid much and the commercial is basically like you've got all these ideas and you need you know how to manage your company and you know what you want um, so instead of doing all the boring stuff that you don't like to do, you need a doer, <laughs> you know, that can handle the, the, you know, the QuickBooks and handle all the, all the stuff that you don't want to do. I, I, I do need a doer, especially with everything going on, like doing the work around the house, fixing up, uh, some of these rooms and the podcast, the podcast has kept me, this is my fun. This is how, you know, I, I've said this in other episodes, but I don't do the podcast for money. I don't do it for fame. I do it because it's. This is what I genuinely enjoy doing. Um, it gives me an opportunity to sit down with people that I think are interesting people and kind of dive into their lives a little bit, learn their side, and uh, just have some laughs along the way. So this is kind of my my do. This is an idea I had that I kicked myself into drive and made made come true. So it's 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 definitely working out. Yeah, no, and I think you really need to just step back and... And be proud of yourself for, for accomplishing as much as you've done so far. And yeah, no, this is great. Yeah. Um, so I see you you keep up with social media, right? I I have a funny story about social media. So okay. you'll get a kick out of this. I I have social media from my days in politics and stuff, but I I I kind of dived. I'm not a big I, I don't know about you. I am not a big social media person. I, I don't I guess, like, prime example was uh, uh, last year uh, I went to a concert, right, down in Philadelphia, uh, Post Malone. I mm-hmm. went to go see Post Malone. And was I remember, it good? Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went there, um, and while I was there, uh, the people I went with kept, like, everybody... <laughs> Everybody kept like taking pictures, you know, like I'm sitting there waiting for them to come out and you see these groups of like girls, boys, friends, they're standing around taking pictures, of you know, themselves at the concert. Yeah, or no, like, of, or, like, group, like they had people, a lot of them were like people taking pictures of them. Like they were gotcha. posing on like mm-hmm. the steps or with the stage in the background. And the person I was with, it was, oh, you want to take a picture? Like you, want? And I said, like, I don't know. That's just not, that's not me. Like, I don't, 
I don't like, I have no ambition to like advertise what I do. Like I, I don't think like I try to live in the moment. Mm -hmm. Like my mindset there is like, I'm at this concert. I'm going to have a fun time. Like I don't care if, you know, Susie from high school that I haven't talked to in five years knows I came to see Post Malone today. Like I'm just here and I'm living my life. And I, uh, I recently got back into it. Um, and what's funny is I posted I posted a post a couple weeks ago and I was talking to somebody at work and I said, you know, oh, I posted on on Instagram and it's been it's been a while mm-hmm. since I posted on Instagram. So I pulled up my Instagram and I said the last time I made a post was uh September 11th oh 2022 was the last time I made a post and it was it was a picture of me doing I forget what I was doing but I was like and then it hit me I posted a post this year on September 11th, oh, 2023. So I said, I waited a literal year to the, to the minute to post on Instagram. And I was like, this is, I was like, that's, that's just funny. Like it, I didn't try that. Do you, I was, I was just about to ask, do you think it's like irony? Because everyone says like, that's a day that we'll never forget. And you are subconsciously remembering that date. I guess to hop on social media. Well, I said, I should just leave my Instagram and only post on September 11th. That should be the only time I ever, exactly. (laughs) every year on September 11th, people can find out if I'm alive or not. Other than that, you're, it's a, it's a question. Exactly. And if you know my eating habits and my lifestyle, it is a question. So September 11th, they can see they're like, Oh, he's still around. He's still kicking like we'll send him an invite to the high school reunion this year like speaking of high school reunions i had a hmm i had a weird i didn't get invited to my high school reunion and i know it's been over 10 5 10 years since i've been in high school how do you even I, go about getting invited to your yeah, own reunion I, it's funny you say, i i don't i don't have you know, an answer to that question have you for gone? you no, <laughs> I mean, I'm only, I'm approaching, let's see, God, let's see here. I graduated, uh, I graduated in, you can four, I graduated I in 14. So I next think it's year? been 10 years next will year? be next year. Yeah. We didn't do, we either A, didn't do a five-year reunion or B, I didn't get invited to it. I think we didn't do one because I, I, I keep in touch with a good amount of people from high school. So I think I would have, I, I would have heard from somebody if we had one. I did recently, I got added to a group uh, on social media from, from my high school class, and I saw people started posting on there talking about uh, planning a 10-year oh, uh, reunion. So I, I, don't, I, don't know if this, it, I, I don't know if it's a thing that's kind of going away. I don't so no, I, dis, I, I, don't, I don't think that's true because people who are in their 40s are telling me about how they've gone to their... 20th, you know, reunion, yeah. or I guess I can't, I'm not mathing right, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean, 30th, re- whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, well, how are you guys still being contacted in your 40s? Yeah. yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I haven't even gotten contacted yet. <laughs> but no, that's good that they've invited you to um, a group. Yeah. And, yeah. We and, have a group. And you see that they're <laughs> actually planning something. That's good. Yeah. So I guess if I don't get an invite, I know where to reach out and yep. send my grievances. Exactly. I'll just do a nasty podcast about it and then just. <laughs> pay to have it advertised to those people <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah no uh it, it it so i think 
Yeah, it's what every is it every ten, five? I think some do five, some do ten. I think it depends. Well, exactly. Yeah, I um, I have no idea. Now, so the reason why I brought that up, or I don't know how we actually got on that topic, but who knows? Who knows? I was supposed to graduate one year, like in one year, mm-hmm. uh, two thousand and. 12, but I took a bunch of summer classes and actually graduated a year earlier in 2011. So even if I were to get invited to a reunion, I don't know which one (laughs) they would have me at. Yeah. Are you going to be with your peers or the people you graduated with? That's, that is an interesting one. It is. Do you still remember back to school? I mean, not that it was that long ago for us, but like back to school as in for like the... I remember Kids now or for us. For us. Uh, yeah, yeah. I still remember <laughs> my first day in high school. Oh, tell me about it. Well, it was so <laughs> it I had um I had a uh it was a science class, uh physical science, is what it was what it was called. And I remember so m- the way my high school worked is we had uh the year I moved to the high school, they moved ninth grade over as well. Ninth mm-hmm. grade. When I was the last, we were the last ninth grade class to be in the middle school. Mm-hmm. After we graduated, they moved ninth grade. No. Yeah. I think it was ninth. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Me and math. Numbers. It's, uh, a, it's okay. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I signed up for this class. It was physical science. I my first day in the high school, I showed up. Uh. I walk into my class. I am the only person in this classroom that is not a senior. They were all seniors. It was all I was the only person you that were, wasn't. You were a ninth grader. Yeah. In, in a class. No, I was. I would have been tenth. Okay. Because I I was in in middle school for ninth grade. I moved over to high school in tenth, and ninth grade moved over with the tenth grade. If mm, that makes sense. It doesn't. But keep, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I moved over. Um, I had this class and I remember going in there and I was like, what the hell? Like, I just, I sit down at the table, like at my desk and I'm like looking around and I know absolutely no one. And I was like, this is going to be hell. Like I was like, I'm going to have to like, I'm started from scratch. So I ended up, you know, talking to a couple people. I'm, now, was this your homeroom class or was this the physical, physical science? This is the physical science yeah. class. We too. didn't have homeroom in high school. You went to your first, that your homeroom was like your first class. Really? You didn't have a homeroom? No, no. Oh, my gosh. So physical science <laughs> was my first class. So every morning they would have, like, a morning announcement, and mm-hmm. that was, like, right. I'd come into physical science. You'd sit down. The first couple minutes would be, like, the introduction, and then we would get right into the class and going over homework or learning or whatever we did. So there was no homeroom. There was no homeroom. Wow. So did you have other classes with your class year? Or were you just stuck with the... Yeah, I did. I ended okay. up having some class. But yeah, I had, you know, science or social studies classes and, and, and history stuff, which were with a lot of the peers. I, some people I, I didn't know, but most of them were my peers. But this physical science, it was an elective. Mm. That oh, was a, and it was a, a very easy elective. Yeah. So a lot of seniors took it uh, because it was an easier class and they wanted a, an easy class to, you know, yeah. finish off the their their high school career. And me not knowing this, I thought it would be interesting, so I took it, and I was the only person that wasn't a senior. And I, well, that, I mean, that's, that, that, <laughs> no, that's seriously awesome. What, 
what insight did you gain from having a class with all seniors being a 10th year? Whoa. I learned how to slack off. No, <laughs> uh, I, I learned. I mean, it, you you got thrown into the ropes. Like I learned how to, how to, I guess, in a sense, make friends. I mean, I, I, I was a lot more shy back then, I'd say, than I am nowadays. I mean, uh, I think two things that people that know me would never describe about me currently is quiet and shy. I'm definitely a talker, and I'm <laughs> definitely not shy. But that wasn't always the case. I, I, I used to be much more shy and kind of to myself. I, I, I mean, to this day, I still, I still, you know, think I, I keep to myself a lot. But I, I'm politics. Politics pushed me out of my nutshell, kind of in in, in that aspect. Uh, I, I had to, you know. Do you think you ever get back into politics? Uh, maybe one day. If it changes, okay. I, I hate mean, the current. I hate everything going on right now. I just hate it all. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. <laughs> Why would I want to be a part of it? I just it's I, to I, change it, of course. Come on now. I, I mean, what I that's a two level question for me because I'm a history buff, mm-hmm. um, and I I do love I, I love our country. I love our systems. I love how it's set up. There's flaws. There's things that need to be changed. And, you know, that's a conversation I could have for hours in, of my opinions of things. But I love what our country was founded on and what it stands and what we promote. And those are the ideals I, I always held true to myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we've made mistakes throughout our history, as every country has. Um, but I, I love the ideals of our freedom. I mean, it's, it's unquestionable. Do you, do you think they're slowly being taken away? Um, hmm. that's a good question. <laughs> I know, uh, that, that's why I asked it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 no and yes. It's, it's a complicated one, I feel like. I, I, I feel like, in a sense, our systems are, are kind of set up to, I, it's a complicated one. It, it depends. I think what makes politics and U.S. government so is there's many different aspects of it. I, I, it's, I think it's a broader question than just that. I think it can level down to, you know, I think there's some things that are done I don't necessarily agree with. Um, but I, I think we're always a free country. And I think sometimes uh, some individuals... In many different beliefs, whether you know, on any side of the spectrum, uh, liberals, conservatives, I, I think that people do forget about some of the freedoms we have compared to others, you know. And I think mm-hmm. that it kind of gets washed away because when you're kind of raised around it, born up and around it, I, I don't think you, and this is me talking, I mean, I was raised under it too. I think that you really have to come from a perspective of coming from a place where you don't have that to really open up your eyes, you know, like. I can sit here and say that America's free, but I've never experienced anything else. That and makes I, sense. And I think that's something to speak for, you know. Yeah. My take on freedom could be different from somebody who lives in, you know, North Korea or Cuba or, you know, China or Russia or, or Europe or, you know, Australia. I think it's it's many different views. I do personally believe we are a, a, a good free country that I, I think 
just we we stumble around. But I think I my personal view of currently is I don't think we're in the worst of times, and I don't think we're going through anything we haven't gone through in the past. It's just it's a very peculiar time for us living through it now, in a sense. I I absolutely agree with you on that, especially with the advancements in technology and what we're being exposed to and how fast we're being exposed to it and all the information flowing around so quickly back in, you know, the early 50s, 60s, 70s, they didn't have access to the information that the quote unquote people have now, like with all these government leaks and it's yeah, just, it's, it's crazy. Our minds are opening and aliens. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> don't get me started. I, I, I haven't, <laughs> it's, it's like what, um, what new crazy thing is happening? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. new crazy thing of the month or new crazy thing of the week. You know, no, abso- absolutely. Alien seems to be the popular thing right now for some reason. I, Correct. I, I don't know. I don't know why. But Do you believe in aliens? That is the question. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I you, uh, you could get me going for hours on this. I, I have philosophies behind it. Talk and, about them. Uh, I mean, I think one thing I said is, like, we see aliens as these, these like, intelligent species from another planet. What if, like, what if we are a species of alien? I mean, that's not something we think about, but, like, what if we're an off-breed of an extraterrestrial life form? Like, what if, what if we're... In a sense, you know, our biology comes from them. Like, I think that's something that... So Darwin was wrong? We are not all from monkeys? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can't speak. I, I, uh, I'm not up to, up to date with... I didn't take a lot of uh, psychology. It's like, that's science! <laughs> it's I, I'm not a mind man. <laughs> You're not a mind man. <laughs> I know. Oh. No, I... But, I go, but go on, speak, speak more on that. Well, I just, you know, there's... there's there's crazy. Th- it's it's one of those things where like, I'd like to say I'm not a conspiracy theorist when it comes to this, but then you watch one of those damn Discovery Channel documentaries, and you're and next thing you know, it changes your whole perspective of life. And the one thing that they said I remember that really uh, tuned in with me was they were talking, and this makes entire sense if it's true. So I remember I was watching a documentary and they talked about Was it about Ancient how, Aliens? Yes. Uh, boom. <laughs> you've, you've heard the, uh, the manifesto, the no. Discovery Channel manifesto. No, no, I, just, I like that show. It's, it's interesting. Well, one thing they talked about that really, you know, kind of opened my eyes on things where they were saying about how, like, when you take into account the human body, right, there are a lot of sim- like, things that are similar with us to life that would be very, very successful in other planets. And their thought process and what they were pushing was that they actually think that, you know, hypothetically human beings were designed by aliens, per se, like an extraterrestrial type of being to inhabit a different planet. But due to some sort of miscalculation or error, we basically are, are here. And, like, the theory behind that that they explained where it started clicking in my head is, like, they... They said, like, you know, the human body is designed to be at a, a very specific temperature, right? Like, we, because I, I, it's 60-something, 60-something degrees, but you're, the human body effect, essentially works best at this temperature, mm-hmm. right? 
But what doesn't make sense about this is if you go into science, right, and you go into evolution, basically evolution, you're stating that over time, uh, beings manifest themselves to survive in their surroundings. And that's no different with the humans, right? They, they, if you look at the time from what, you know, Homo sapiens and, and how we've evolved, human beings have evolved um, to what we are today. And one of the things they said was like the human body effectively is most productive in, at this temperature, mm-hmm. right? But Earth has a higher average temperature than this. So why haven't we adapt? Number one, why are we most, why are our bodies most effective in in that type of atmosphere when that's not the one we live in? Why haven't we manifested uh, per se to be able to better survive in the the environment that we we live in? One of the things they said that I thought was interesting is if you go back, I believe it was Mars, Mars or the moon, I forget which one was, but one of them. If you went back to when that was an inhabitable planet before, like now, it had an average temperature of what we operate best at. So their theory in this conspiracy was that we were designed to inhabit that planet, but due to a disaster or some sort of unexplainable event, we were basically moved here to Earth where, where we, we inhabit now. And it's interesting. You know, I'm, I can't sit here and say I believe it, but... They throw these facts down, and you're like, it, it, it that's plausible. It, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm no science. I can't necessarily argue against you, you know. I'm, and it makes me think, you know, think well, about. I mean, I think, I think, in some ways, you could argue against it. What are the internal temperatures of some animals that are close to us? Mammals, you know, are they suited for this planet when they were made for this planet? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it could. You're right. It could play into maybe, maybe we were through evolution. We were designed in a sense to survive in a particular area of our. You know, maybe there's uh, Africa. Yeah. Well, maybe there's like a continent or a specific area where we would thrive best. Africa. I, okay, that was a bad African <laughs> accent. But well, you've heard that, right? That Africa is. Is the homeland, the motherland, where we all originate from, and people who move, who moved north, you know, yeah. became light, lighter skinned, and yeah. people who, you know, moved south through evolution exactly. and just differences. And the other thing that they speaking about that, it's actually funny you brought that up because what what kind of goes into this, and they were talking about that is the fact of sun and our skin. Mm-hmm. So w- going back to the theory of evolution, that human being because. You know, they they basically say that over time, you you our bodies and DNA will alter themselves to be able to survive in, in the environment we're in. And if that's the case, why are why are we like sunburn? Why why are we the way our bodies react and and because you moved too close, you moved too north. <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle the sun. There's no sun up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've never been to a Jersey beach on a on a hot summer day. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, it's just they they talk about these things and they're interesting. I can't sit there and say I necessarily believe in it, but it. 
it opens your eyes, you know. Oh and no, it absolutely does. I do, I do, um, I do like to delve into conspiracy theories every now. It's and fun. Then. Oh yeah, it's fun to live life on the wild side. I think it screw like norms. A, boom. Yes, exactly. No, it's it's good to expand the mind. It's good to be open minded to any and all possibilities. Yeah, I, I and I think that's one of my biggest pr- closed minded people. Like people, I, people that are just closed minded. I, I don't, I. I always like to look at life as the glass half full in a sense. You know, it's, it's, I always say it's better to be laughing. I think that's why, like, I joked around beforehand, but like, I always like to say that I, I always like to say that I was like a, uh, I always live my life like a class clown. But th- I think the honest truth in that is I, I feel best when I'm laughing. Like, life's best when you're laughing. Why be miserable? Like, when I'm laughing, I, I have, I always try to make the best of it. I mean, absolutely. And laughter is one of those ways to raise your frequencies. Yeah. I've been um I've been studying that a little bit. How to just when I say increase your frequencies, I'm talking about the law of vibration, which basically means if you want to attract anything to you and have you heard of the law of attraction no oh my no, i can't say i have no no that's okay <laughs> well the law of the law of attraction is basically i know the laws against attraction oh <laughs> are you are you are you um a professor in that no i'm teasing i'm teasing no 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 but the, the law of attraction and I don't, I don't have it memorized or anything but it basically goes like this whatever you want you just have to, you know, believe that you can can get it, can manifest it, and you can attract it to you. I, I, I'm butchering it. But the law of vibration is all emotions and thoughts have frequencies, and negative thoughts have low frequencies, and positive thoughts have high frequencies. Okay. And this goes along the lines of the law of attraction because like equals like. So oh, here we go. Here's a good definition or a good example of law of attraction. If you want someone to be nice to you, you're not going to be an asshole to them yeah. because that's not going to get them to be nice to you. <laughs> you, you do you agree? I, I agree. Exactly. <laughs> so the law of attraction is you have to become what you want. Okay. You know, if you want to... You know, have love, you've got to become love. You've got to show love. You've got to, you know, you've got to do that. If you want to, um, hmm, trying to think of better ones, but. Well, one thing I always kind of stuck true to myself was something I kind of feel like I learned early on was that to me, success in a sense, and, and it wasn't always. I think the the most simple, quick way to put this is it's not always about getting what you want. It's about knowing when to walk away, if that makes sense. And where I'm, I can explain further. Like what I'm saying is like, I guess the, the most, the, the, we'll, we'll put it in relationship aspect. And this is, I think this is the easiest way to explain it to me. Like, let's say you're, you're a, you're a guy, you're interested in a woman it's not so much like if you, it's not so much getting any woman you want. It's knowing 
once you get to a point where it's not happening, when to walk away and, and continue moving on to, to be successful. And I think that if you get caught in, in, in business and, and all types of things, I think if you start going down a road with things that you're not, if you keep trying and trying and trying and trying and trying, uh, I feel like it's just going to repeat itself. You have to know when to walk away and when to kind of move on to something new. And, and success, I think, is a mindset. I think, and you're absolutely right, but I don't, I don't know what I'm saying, but <laughs> I, what, <laughs> what, I, what I really should say rebuttal. is... Rebuttal. <laughs> rebuttal. No, 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 no. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> there is no rebuttal. I'm actually, what I actually want to say is, and to continue with your thought further, to be able to get to a place where a person is strong enough to walk away, they must first know who they are exactly. and what they actually want and what they actually stand for. Because there are so many people out here that are just kind of going along with the flow, you know. Um, I want to get married. Why do you want to get married? Exactly. What is driving that force behind you actually wanting to get married? Is it because of all your friends? Is it because your parents? Is it because society? So, I, yeah, I absolutely agree. So there was no but. <laughs> it was an and. <laughs> well, I've been preconditioned to say but. <laughs> something that all, you know, kind of going along with you saying, I think it's kind of relevant here is one of the things, and this is always, I've talked about this through, you know, most of my life almost, is I'm, I don't want to butcher this, but... It's okay. I've butchered so many things. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> from uh, something that's always really stayed true to me, was this is a, I can't quote him exactly, but from the lines of like Martin Luther King Jr., one of the things that in politics for me always rung true was the philosophy that if it's not like if something is worth dying for, it's worth you fighting. And that's something that I've always held true to myself in every value, whether it be, you know, uh, personal, political. I've always thought like for me to really be passionate and really fight for something am i willing to die for it i think is is like where my mindset and i know uh like i said i can't quote him i know his quote was something along those lines i don't want to quote quote him wrong but it that's always been something true to me like i I try to fight for things in my life that i'd be willing to die for in politics i always thought about that you know in every aspect of things what are some examples of passions that you would be willing to die for i think um that's a tough one. That's a, it's 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 a this, hard. I mean, this is why you freedoms, have me here. <laughs> freedom. I mean, it's a, Speak freedom to is it. a is a you know is a. I would I'd be willing to die for freedom, as I think you know. If if I saw freedoms washing away to the point, I would be willing to, in a sense, um, die to fight for for freedom of everybody. I, I think are, that's are very you, are important. Are you ready to go down that rabbit hole? <laughs> to just say yes or no. <laughs> Well, I mean, no, 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 no. I meant I'm going to bring up something that I want, and I want, I want to know if you're ready to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. That depends. Well, I'll say to to put it vaguely, like, and this is in politics. When when I thought about, and this is not my, I'll leave my view out of things. But like, when obviously in politics on both sides, there, were, uh, I I got invites and and I. I got, you know, I was around a lot of protests and things in all different types of matters. And the thing that, whether it be, you know, women's rights, uh, 
diversity rights, LGBT, you know, Q plus rights. Whenever I was always asked to participate in something like that, my mindset was always, is, is the cause worth dying for? Like in an extreme sense, I thought like, would I be willing to die for, for what I'm fighting for? And I feel like in a sense, if the answer to that was no, it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't, uh, it, it definitely it doesn't mean that I don't care about that. It doesn't mean that I don't have you know good opinions in that or that I'm not uh, a fighter for that. But it necess- maybe I'm not the right spokesman to be out there pushing that. If that's you know if I'm not that devoted to it, then maybe I'm not the one that should be pushing the topic. You know, in a sense. No, that's that's a good that's a good answer. And are you sure you don't want to get back into politics? No, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> one day maybe but no that was a really really good solid answer i yeah i mean and and it, it speaks on people today and how they just blurt out anything on social media after googling it of course and they consider themselves an expert yeah i agree and i mean like when it comes down to, to anything and i mean when i was getting into politics like politics one of the big issues, I mean, this is, I started getting involved kind of around 07, 08, uh, big Obama era. It was the Obama-McCain era. It was when I, I was young. I couldn't vote, but that was when I started really getting in tune with politics. A big thing at that time was, you know, gay rights. It, that was a big topic on, on a lot of discussions at the time in 08, 09, around that era. And, like, I remember getting involved, and it, it was one of those things, like, that's something that, like, is this... I always looked at things as like, would you be willing to fight to die for it? And go and going back to what I said, like, you know, how to like, I've acknowledged that you know, freedom is something I would die for. So the question comes is, when do you cross that line? You know what I mean? Like, when when are you diving into that freedom? When are we restricting freedoms from people? When are like, and that all I think ties into place in my mind. You know, it's it's. It's looking at freedoms of individuals and freedoms to, to keep this country as free as it can be. And when do we cross that threshold? And I think every threshold is different for every person. I agree. You know? Um, and I think we've had this, this we've had this kind of talk a little bit earlier where I asked you, do you believe that we are losing our freedoms? And you were you gave me this little Great explanation of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> why you don't necessarily believe, you know, that or, you know, you didn't really give me a solid answer. But but that's that's kind of where we're at, though. That threshold is, is different for everyone, because to some people with, let's say, the the abortion um, mm-hmm. issue, women's rights, women's and- rights. Exactly. You know, a lot of women are concerned that they're losing certain freedoms and they have every right to be concerned i as a woman am in in some ways concerned you know Mm -hmm. because i am biologically a woman (laughs) 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 but um yeah no i i mean i i get where you're coming from And, and, and it's one of those things where it's it's kind of hard for how do you how, how do you put yourself in that mindset and where, where really, this is where the divide comes to me. What, what, where I think my, my real opposition with things. And again, trying to stay as, as, as neutral as, neutral as <laughs> I can be like where it bothers me is when you have the opinion of, 
you know, when you start getting shut down to the point where you're basically being told, like, you can't talk, you, you necessarily can't talk about this because you don't know what it's like. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, it seems like in a lot of different scenarios, those same people will sit there and talk about your experiences, even though they don't know what it's like. And I just feel like you can't have it. You can't have it both ways. You can't tell me that I can't speak about this. Like a prime example, like I'm I'm a male. It's really easy to sit there and say like, um, you know, you you being a male can't speak about what women are going through because you don't know, which it does have its, you know, it's kind of a valid point. I get that. But then at the same point, sit there and say, you know, you as a man have it in a sense better then you don't know, you know, everybody's different. Like you said, there are individuals of, of every, you know, race and, and sexual orientation that, you know, you could be built, born into a rich family, be a millionaire and have a very successful life. You could, you know, match that person and be born into poverty and a low life. And your outtakes on life are entirely different. Exactly. No, I completely, I completely agree with you. And just to, to elaborate that a little further, it's kind of like, somebody with kids and somebody without kids and somebody with kids is clearly doing something wrong with their child (laughs) raising. And then the person without kids realizes that something is clearly wrong with the way that the other person is raising their child. And they speak up and they say, Hey, I don't think you should be doing that because you know, you yelling at Johnny is actually causing some (laughs) trauma in, in their mind. And you know, they're going to, start to have these issues growing up later on. Yeah. And then the other and then the person with the child comes and says, "Oh, you have no opinion. You don't know what you're talking about because <laughs> you don't have kids." Yeah. It's like, "But I have eyes." Yeah. <laughs> and I was a child once. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I think in a sense and I I mean, I'm talking more broad than than but like going back to what I had said earlier was like, you know, my mother, I, I consider my mother a very successful woman in, in her life. I think she made a good life. So it was hard for me is in, in a sense when you're, you're, you, I, I guess where I'm coming at here is like when it gets to like women and in politics, you know, women's rights were, have a been, been a big thing. And it's hard to sit there and, you know, think like, where is, like where does the line stop necessarily because like from what I grew up and seeing like I had a very successful mother that did very well so I kind of grew up around the logic that in a sense you know women can be successful they that's what I saw you know I grew up with a, a mother who who excelled and and you know and educate got her education got a lot of degrees and and you know prospered in, in her career and, and moved up the you know corporate ladder and stuff and it 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 I was kind of grown up around that logic that, you know, women can be successful. Women can, can do amazing yeah. things. It's it, so, and so, but so what's your point? I guess it, it goes back to what I said about like the experiences is that, you know, you sit there and you say different and I might not agree with it, but I didn't see the same outlook that you did. And, and that's not, I, I'm not trying to mitigate somebody's, outlook and, and their opinions. Everybody, you know, it's, I think the one aspect of freedom in our country that I think I think is the most important is the fact that everybody's open to their own opinions. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, I think that's one of the, the, 
the biggest positive things about our environment and in, in, in this society, in this country, is that we're all open to our own opinions. We are all um, allowed to have our own opinions, but we're not free from the consequences <laughs> of sharing our opinions. <laughs> Especially not now more than ever. But it's, it, I do think that, I mean, I think in some aspects we're in rough times, but I don't think it's anything that we won't overcome, and I don't think it's anything we haven't seen in the past. Mm-hmm. I think it'll all work out. Hopefully, I hope it does. I mean, that's what the Bi- <laughs> that's what the Bible says. <laughs> I, I hope it all works out in the end. I mean, I, 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 I don't I don't feel like giving up yet. Mm-mm. So I guess, um, what what do you think? It, in our 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 current climate, what do you think is one of the most challenging things about being like a business owner? In a sense, what what do you think is is hard in overcoming? No, that that's a great question. That's why I asked it. Oh, <laughs> Touche. <laughs> right right now, I am I'm stuck in the marketing. I, I'm stuck okay. in the marketing, and I'll explain I'll explain that a little more. I'm learning the marketing. Whether it be social media, whether it be copywriting, um, you know, how do I present this topic to my audience? And I'm getting kind of enamored by the process of marketing and the process of advertising and stuff like that, that I'm, I don't want to say I'm lo- losing focus, but I'm I'm just getting too enamored by the process of, of it, yeah. you know. So I think that that's pretty tough. I need to kick myself out of that, <laughs> you know. Okay, we know you love this this part of the business, but let's focus on this part of the business. <laughs> so that, that. that that's kind of where I'm at right now. Hey, that sounds like my ADHD on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I, I I think I was undiagnosed with ADHD, <laughs> and I'm too. This is gonna sound terrible, but I, I'm. I don't want to say I'm scared to get a formal diagnosis, yeah. but I don't even know what that would mean. Just <laughs> me going on Adderall or some alternative to, you know, quiet, yeah, yeah. quiet, quiet the mind <laughs> and, um, you know, so yeah. I guess, so what would, I guess to die, what, what, where would you like to see yourself in like, let's say like 50 years? In fifty years, yeah. oh, I'm I'd be eighty. <laughs> That's telling my age, people. <laughs> oh my goodness! It, well, <laughs> at, at eighty years old, I think. No, that's a fantastic question. I, I would love to say, oh, you know, being that sweet grandma <laughs> with, with three kids that have you know seven children to themselves. So I have seven grandchildren and being loved upon and yada yada. I would love to say that, but. Um, and, and I, and I can think that and I can, you know, yeah. take all the necessary steps and actions to make that future happen, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, life, life works in some mysterious ways. It, I, would, it, it re- I will tell you that. It really does. Well, I'll swing it back at you. Where do you <laughs> No, That's a fantastic question. Where do you see yourself at age 80? And why did you say 50 years? I'm curious. Well, eight, uh, 50 years. I'd be 70. Oh, yeah. I'd be 78. Oh, so I wouldn't be in my 80s yet, but oh, oh, I, snap, I, snap. <laughs> I guess 
uh, 50 years from now, well, I'd probably, we'd probably be on season 51 of the Chatter with Chad podcast. You would still be doing? Oh, absolutely. At, at age absolutely. It'd be kicking. Okay. It'd be kicking. Um, Good, good, good. Yeah, by then we'd probably have our own uh, network. No, uh, no, hey, hey, <laughs> no. hey, call it into action. <laughs> no, yes. Um, I, I guess I mean to to kind of in a sense, dumb that question down. Me being, you know, currently being twenty eight, I liked when I was eighteen. I try to think like where where did I see myself now, mm. and and necessary like. I, I guess it's one of the, you know, it's the social things kick in. Like, you know, by 28, I I thought I would have been married by now and, and have kid like the American dream, you know, kids and family and stuff. And even though that hasn't happened, it, it's, it's not like a negative. Like I don't ever sit around. I don't get depressed because, you know, I'm 20. It's, it's where my life went. And I, I, I've lived my life uh, in the moment and, I I've done what I think are the right decisions and there's not one decision in my life that I would ever take back mm. because I think, can you just say that one more <laughs> time for me? Every mistake I've made uh, was worth living and I learned something from everyone. Perfect. Perfect. No, no, that is fantastic. And that's a great mindset because without those mistakes, you wouldn't be who you are today. Exactly. And, I'm, and I'm sure you know that. <laughs> but no, that's awesome. Good, good mindset. So um, what, like, I guess I know with, with, with your, I've seen some of your stuff you put out on social media, your motivational stuff. It's great. What, if, if you could, what would be your dream job, right? If you could have your dream job, what do you think it would be? Motivational speaker. I yeah. <laughs> And what would you like to get out of that? Like, what, what would be your end goal? Oh, my goodness. My end goal would just be to inspire people. Just yeah. to inspire people to never give up when the chips are down, when your rent's due, when you're getting evicted, when you're, you know, out on the streets. Whatever you are doing in life, just don't give up. And that's what I would get out of it, just inspiring people to keep going and to keep pushing forward. And I think if I, not if, there's no ifs, <laughs> when, <laughs> when I become a motivational speaker, because that is, that is, that is one of my goals, my end goal. Okay. My end goal is actually to just be a hermit. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's, it's to be a hermit, just writing books, novels, yeah. and just pushing novels out. That That's my, that's my end goal. But the motivational as a motivational speaker, I think I'd wake up every day being so excited to jump on stage and just speak my truth, speak some wisdom, and just have people get inspired and get and get all fired up. I think something I took on, um, and you know, politics might have played a role in this, but something I took on uh, kind of young was I, I always had this, and I'm not saying whether this is good or bad, but I've always had this mentality where I in a sense, do me and I don't change myself. And I've in a sense lost people over the years, but it, it is how it is. And I, I don't have any hard feelings towards anybody. You know, if, if 
that I, I've never changed myself in a sense to conform to anybody else. I, I've always stayed true to myself. If I lose people in the process, I mean, I guess the, don't let the door hit you on the way out in a sense. But I think that goes, it's a two way street. You know, if, if my path isn't crossing with theirs, maybe we, we shouldn't cross paths. And I, I've always, I feel like stay true to myself. And, and this really comes back to politics I don't feel like I've ever changed my opinions or my views on things. I feel like times have changed on my opinions and my views, if that makes sense. It does make sense because with new information and new policies and things like that, of course your thoughts and ideas are going to change because things change. So, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I get that. Um, no, that that that's really great. And I am learning that. <laughs> I. As, Putting yourself out there on social media, I had to learn that it's okay to be yourself. And like you said, if people aren't into it or people don't jive with it, that's okay. They don't have to listen. They don't have to follow or, you know, swipe left or right. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Swipe Swipe up and down. (laughs) (laughs) Swipe up and down. (laughs) Exactly. um, No, and so... I think my content is slowly shifting into a more authentic um, vibe, I guess I should say, because I'm starting to bring myself more into my content as opposed to, oh, this is what everyone does, so I must do this. No. What does Chantel want to do? How does Chantel want to deliver her message? I agree. And and I'm really really getting into that more. I think in in kind of a down... In in a perspective of like where I think it really started hitting me, where there was a point where you'd I'd be myself, and I started noticing people drifting away because I was in a sense being myself, and you have that realization where you you kind of in a sense start you kind of in a sense start bashing you and bashing might not be the right sense might not be the right term, but you start trying to reevaluate yourself and, and do some deep, deep thinking and think like, and like, is, is there something wrong with me in the sense of how I act? And I think what my takeaway was in that moment was that I'm, I do what I do because it, it it's me, it, it, you know, and I can't change that. And I, I had that heart to heart where it was like, you know, and I think it's everybody's life. They come to a point and you, you have two decisions to make. You can either keep on doing your thing or you can conform and you can try to change yourself to mold. And I think people take two different paths. And the path I decided to take was just keep doing my thing. If people leave, then they leave. If they stick around and they're worth, then they stick around. And it, it, I don't bash people. You know, if, if, you don't want to be in my presence in a sense because of my personality or the way I am, more power to you. We'll go our separate ways, but I, I'm not going to change what I do to, you know, keep you around in a sense. And I wouldn't expect anybody to do any different for me. Yeah, no, that that's powerful. That that's, that's accurate. That's, I think. Yeah. Especially with the podcast. Somebody, <laughs> <laughs> somebody told me this once and I'm sure they quoted it from someone else. And I, Unfortunately, I don't know if this is me just being lazy. I've just introduced it as I, I learned this from someone else that I know personally <laughs> instead of finding the actual original per- person who said this. They said that 
you can't say the wrong thing. You can't. I'll, I'll do it differently. You can't say the right thing to the wrong person, yeah. and you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Meaning, whatever you're saying, if the person that you're speaking to is right for that conversation, they're gonna it's, it's they're gonna understand what you're saying. Yeah, they're gonna get you. They're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna make sense of what you're trying to say. But if the person you're talking to is the wrong kind of person, they might misunderstand. They might get offended. They might blow up. They might whatever. Um, and it just speaks to what you said. If the people that leave your life are leaving, it just means they're not your people. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I, and you'll, you know, something, I, you'll mold yourself around, you know, you'll find people that you connect with. And that's part of adulthood. I feel like that's the uh, adult, as, as much as I hate being an adult, I'm, Oh, no. (laughs) Nobody prepared you for the fact that you don't get to pick when you become an adult. (laughs) Life just tells you when you're going to become an adult. And um, you, you, I guess you flourish or you fall in a sense. And I really don't think you become an adult at 18. I don't know where we got this concept that, oh, you're a legal adult. You know everything. You don't know everything. Uh, I mean, I know, I know people who are in their 60s. <laughs> Still, I wouldn't classify them as a quote unquote adult. Exactly. exactly. And then there, there are some twenty-year-old kids I would take life advice from. So it's all over the spectrum. Exactly. Oh man, and that—that's the thing. Some people in this world, they won't take advice from people younger than them. And I'm like, yeah. well, well, why not? They have had different experiences than you. They might know something different. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, I just it just brings me to my mom. Oh, my, 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 my poor mom. I love her so much. Oh, oh my gosh. She got flustered when she had to go in for, for surgery. Mm-hmm. And she realized that the surgeon was basically half her age. <laughs> and she was like, where's the real surgeon? And I'm like, mom. This is the surgeon. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry he's like 30 years old, <laughs> but he he's the surgeon and it, she just couldn't she couldn't comprehend it. And I'm yeah. like, it's okay, mom. They don't have to come older. They can they come young now. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I guess what do you think would be one thing you would tell your younger self? Don't give up. Don't give up. Actually, oh, there, there's so there's so much stuff I would tell my younger self. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, me too. Yeah, really. Um, there well, was a period of my life where I had hair that was past my shoulders. Really? Yeah, going, if you gave me a time machine, I would have grabbed some scissors <laughs> and I would have met that that son of a bitch. <laughs> And I would have grabbed the hair and just cut it off myself and been like, "This, you're welcome." And I would have just left. But yeah, there. I, I, <laughs> if need, I had a time machine. I need to see this this photo. I know that I I, I I've got connections. I, 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 I will I will get this photo. I think there's the, there's only one photo I know of that exists, and I don't know <laughs> I don't even know what platform that photo exists on anymore. Is it MySpace? Oh no 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 this. Oh, this I'm aging my. This is like I'm talking printer, like in hand <laughs> photo. This is before face. I mean, I remember when Facebook. I remember when Facebook first became a thing. Like, well, I mean, I hope you do. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you do as well. You yeah. know, you, we're, we're not far from each other in age, and I, I, it, I, I guess it. 
I remember like when social media started you but my like I remember when MySpace was the place to be like if you had a MySpace you you were it I mean, most of these people Did you did you have a MySpace? I never did no. So the only way and maybe that maybe that was a good thing I don't know maybe that's probably why you're not really big on the social media because yeah. The, yeah. But the only way I got a MySpace was because we we had computers in the library. Yeah. That's the only. That's the only way. My mom, growing up, she was so Amish. She did not believe in technology. Well, you're an Amish town. I, I know, but she was from Philly. Though, so I don't. I can't put two and five together. <laughs> but no, she she didn't like computers, and we had to beg her for a DVD player. She was stuck on VHSs, and we're like, "Mom, this is the future. <laughs> Come she, on, we gotta keep it keep it." <laughs> I remember our first flat screen TV. How how did that, how did that go down? Uh, uh, I remember, I remember buying the first flat screen TV and <laughs> I remember it was like, <laughs> thinking back to now, this thing was like, uh, uh, a 30 inch, like plasma flat screen <laughs> TV. And I remember setting it up in the living room and I thought we like, that was my, we made it. Yeah. Like, I was <laughs> like, we <laughs> are rich. Like I was like, holy crap. Like. <laughs> We got the money, and I remember like setting that that crisp, like pulling that crisp paper off of the pla- the thirty inch plasma screen TV, being like, "This is, oh do, my do lord!" Do you remember like, the commercials for HD? <laughs> do you remember those I don't, commercials? I don't. Oh my god, it was insane those commercials. <laughs> so, I mean, it starts off like, "Are you tired of seeing your television in?" You know, 720, you know, pixels or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> well, get ready for HD. And then they show a comparison of side by side. Look at the crisp colors and, and <laughs> look at how you can zoom in and see the pores. And, and you, you, your mind was just blown yeah. because it's like a film was peeled away. <laughs> and you could actually see what the heck you were looking at. And I'm like, man, this is what I've been missing. Yeah. Oh, I, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I, I just, I remember us getting the plasma screen and putting it up in the living room, and I was like, man, we made it. I was like, holy crap. Like, I felt like, I was like, you know, where's the gold bars? Like, we we are millionaires. Like, What was the worst TV that you, that your family owned? One that you are like, oh my God, I can't believe we owned that. Um... The first, well, one of the first TVs, I, I, I remember the first TV I ever had in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's black and white. Mm. It was a black and white TV. It was one of the like small ones, had the little antenna you could like pop up on the top. And I remember that was the first TV I ever had in my room. And it's progressed since then. And I mean, now the sad thing is I've got the TV in my bedroom nowadays is almost as big as the one in my living room. I think it's like. 60, 60 or 65 inch, but I spend a lot of time in there. It's, it's kind of like my living room, you know, but it's, it's crazy how we've come. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And the idea that we're all on screens now. Yeah. Like everybody's, on, everybody's on screens and, uh, you know, in the beginning it was like, don't spend too much time in, in front of the screen. But then they put us in front of the screen for TV <laughs> time. So, <laughs> oh man. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of like you said, like, that's how I've always, my, problem with social media has always been I, I really like to live my life in the moment and 
politics kind of changed a lot of that. And that's where social media played a big part for me. And kind of going to what you said, you know, you talk about marketing and advertising. Politics is just marketing and advertising, just of a person. I'm marketing and advertising myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where I started learning a lot about marketing and advertising and got into social media and stuff. And then once I kind of got out of that world and kind of snapped back to reality, I... I like to live for like the moment almost like it, it, I don't think about it. Like I don't, if I'm doing something, I don't think like, Oh my God, I wish I had my phone out to film this. Like I just live in the moment and uh, it, it's hard to like for me to get into that mindset. Yeah, no, I think that is an awesome, it's an awesome place to be. I can I just live life. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just live life. That should be like a bumper sticker. <laughs> a bumper sticker. Um, I, I have a similar, not, it's not really that similar, but for me, I'll, I'll leave when the television is on mm-hmm. and I won't pause it. If I'm watching something on Netflix okay. or, or, you know, an app, you know, Hulu yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. I will just get up and, you know, if I want a snack, I'll go to the kitchen and grab a snack. And I, I've been told, you know, if I'm, if I'm with, you know, people, you know, you can pause the TV before you get up and it's like, <laughs> ah. I grew up in the age of commercials. Like I can, yeah. it'll be okay. You know, I'll come back. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll put two and two together. Exactly. I'll figure it out. You know, but Detective now, Chantel. But now the fact that we can actually pause television, like television has changed so much. Do you have cable? I don't. Exactly. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like period. You I, know? I don't have cable. It's, I, I don't have time to sit around and watch TV. I do too much. I'm doing this. I, you know, I, I will say, I think the, one of the unnoticed, I guess I'll say, uh, true aspiration is music. You know, I, and it's not something I ever, it's not something I ever stopped and saw. Like, I, but. Like a- aspiration meaning you like to listen to it? Yes, or you yes. Wanna, okay. Yeah, I was, no, right, he's, no. He's, he's going to start producing yeah, music, people. No, <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to hear this thing. <laughs> Before everybody out there turns their speakers off, there's going to be no singing coming from this mic. Th- this podcast studio <laughs> is going to turn into a, produ- a production studio, so <laughs> all of you rappers out there, get ready. <laughs> no, yeah. I No, I was never. Th- th- this is this is a, a voice not for music. Um <laughs> So I, it's it's the, the limiting beliefs, people. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a voice only a grandma could love. I I uh, I guess where I'm getting at is I like music was always a big part of my life. Music and comedy, I think, and it goes back to what I say laughing. And the one takeaway I'll say about that is I think where everybody's kind of different in a sense is that I so how do I say this when when dealing with stressful situations like. I always feel like I went. I resorted to comedy, mm-hmm. and I remember um, going back to uh, high school. I was in a class, and there was an announcement. I won't get into the details of it, but I remember a, a, it was sad, and a teacher I had at the time had cracked a joke about it, right? And then after the fact, apologized to like us and said what what kind of joke what's the subject of the joke uh, we need details (laughs) like you can't just say the teacher made a joke and just leave us hanging (laughs) no (laughs) it was along the lines of uh, um a basically okay so the gist of the story was a a teacher at the school district had passed away right so they did an announcement causes yeah 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 nothing and they did an announcement and it was like you know thanks for the years of sir it was like thanks for the years of sir it was over the the intercom and I forget the exact words, but they said something along the lines of like, 
teacher so-and-so passed away at this time. And the teacher I had had was standing, he, he was, they, I mm-hmm. guess, they. Oh, they, they were a they? No, well, he. Okay. I was trying to stay vague, but I get, it's <laughs> 20, this is going back a couple years. Stop it, Chad. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Just tell your story. Um, <laughs> so he, he said, he said in, in front of the class, he said, well, he's not teaching anymore, like to himself. He said, well, he's not a teacher anymore. And like chuckled. And I remember at the t- I, I kind of chuckled, you know, and then he like looked at us all and I think he realized like what he did. And he said, like, I'm sorry. And he was like, you know, I deal with I deal with emotions by making jokes. But that was that was hilarious, though. And, oh, absolutely funny. It, 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 but he, I guess <laughs> it was a, a mic dropper. But I guess as, as funny as as high school teachers can be, that was uh, he was like a comedian. He should have had a show at the time. But one thing I took away from that was it. it believe it or not, it's these small moments in life. But what really snapped me is I was like, that is me, you know, in a sense. And I think that Were you looking at your future self. No, but like, <laughs> I think like when my father got sick and when my father died, there was a lot of joking and sense on, on my part about certain things and, you know, just cracking joke, whether it be, you know, about things that happened, or, you know, when things were going downhill or, or just, you know, funny stories uh, all together. But I think where everybody's kind of differences was like, for me, comedy was kind of my way to express myself. Like, that was me coping with it. Like, I might have been making a joke about the situation, but in a sense, that was me kind of releasing some emotion and and being emotional about the situation. And that's one thing, like, I took away from him, and and it's it's really where I popped into, like, in a sense, it's all right. Like, that's how I cope with things. Like, and I kind of took that away. Like, when things get tough, I make jokes. And it's and it's a, in a sense to I think kind of release myself and, and it's how I release things. I I don't like to get sad. My way of dealing with emotions, especially sad emotions, is making jokes out of it and, and trying to like overcome it. Two que- Well, two things. I want to um, talk about your father just a minute, and then two, I want to ask you a question. So I do the interviews here. <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, your father. I, I told you earlier that I was going to bring this up, and <laughs> I just I, I, I want to bring it up. You, I, I had the pleasure of meeting your father, and I, I am sad that it was very brief, but he, when I first met him, this was interesting because, and we're talking about social media now, he contacts me on social media, and he's like, hey, hey. It, 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 it's it's Uncle Benno. It, it's <laughs> Benno, and I'm thinking, is that okay to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. That's fine. Um, He's dead. He's not gonna <laughs> come back to complain. <laughs> See, <laughs> no, that's that's too much. Um, he's not gonna come back. So anyway, he he's just it, you know in in, 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 in my, like hitting me up like DM style. <laughs> he's like, hey, it's Uncle Benno, and I'm just <laughs> like, you know, who is this person? So I ask, you know, yeah. Sean, Sean, my boyfriend. I'm like, hey. Who is this person? And he's like, that's my uncle. And I'm like, oh, okay. Why is he talking to me like that? And then I'm just like, hi. And then so I, I friend him because yeah. you know, that, that's the casual thing to do. And then when I finally meet him, oh, he's just the most he's just the most inviting person uh. you could ever know in your life. And you, you, <laughs> once you meet him, it's like your family, instant family. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Uncle Benno. Yeah. Everybody um, was family to him. That man was the... Because 
My father was a smoker. Well, well, hold on now. I'm not done yet. And so, <laughs> and so there was one moment where he brought a, a, a bed down, you know, frame and all. Yeah. And and he and he and he set it up. And I don't know if you were helping set the bed. I think so. I remember that. Yeah. So when he got it all set up, he basically presses on the bed to show us how <laughs> bouncy it is, yeah. and he basically says, "Oh, yeah." This is a good sturdy bed. Yeah, this is good. You you guys are going to have a you guys are going to like enjoy this bed and I'm, I'm looking at at my boyfriend I'm, and I'm shot and I'm looking at you know Benno and I'm just like, "Oh my god, what is he talking about?" <laughs> oh man. Your German accent was was on on pristine. I'll give you that. Was that good? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I yeah, I mean, he made friends with everyone. He was the only person I know that would we'd go places and he would leave to smoke a cigarette and he would make friends. You would come out and he'd be standing with six people and <laughs> it's, he'd run into these people all over the place. You'd see, we couldn't go anywhere without somebody recognizing that man. Smokers have the, they can make friends like that. <laughs> and I, my mom was a smoker and I, I now know why smokers can make the best friends. Why is that? It's because they're all either trying to bum a cigarette <laughs> or bum a light. Like you have to make those connections. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> you have to be friendly with the exactly. people you're around. No, yeah, I, I, he was, he was definitely. Uh, I think I, I try to model myself after him in some ways. Um, but he, he, the man didn't have a mean bone in his body most of the time. Yeah. No, he was. He was so. He, he was amazing. I, I really, I'm really very thankful, grateful, and fortunate that I got to meet him. Yeah, but um, yeah, he was he was a social media guy. I hated he <laughs> he would always have these tablets, right? Because mm-hmm. he'd have these big. They were always these like hunks of tablets, and anywhere you went, he was that was like photography with him. <laughs> so, yes, like, I remember. You'd be doing something, and you would like look over, and there he'd stand there with like this. 12-inch tablet just in his hand taking photos of you doing something or videos, and it's like... And then the photos or videos would be posted on Facebook that night. Like, you had, like, a five-hour window to, like, to of plausible deniability before we were just smacking evidence down, like... Oh, see? So, look, you said you wanted to model after your father, and you said that you struggle <laughs> with social media, so what do you have to do? He loves social media. You've got to get yourself a 12-inch tablet. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I remember right before he started getting sick, he got an iPhone. Oh, my. <laughs> that, that was his pocket camera. He, uh, he it was a pocket camera, but worst of all was we did not have a phone call. <laughs> we had FaceTime. <laughs> Everything was a FaceTime. I'd be, I'd leave for like a trip somewhere and he'd be FaceTime. I'm like driving a car and I'd like answer the phone and I'm like, what? And he'd be like <laughs> talking to me and I'm like, I'm, I'm dr- like, you know, I'm driving like, I, I have, like, a four-hour drive. I left 30 minutes ago. Like, <laughs> why are you FaceTiming me? Like, I'm driving a car. But he, he was a FaceTimer, and he always had the, he'd always have the tablet, like, camera pointed at him. And Oh, man. He liked the Facebook video, too. Did he? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What was I going to say? Do you, um, you understood him well? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I got. It. I mean, I was fluent in in his 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 <laughs> native tongue, but I do know people had a hard time understanding his German. 
Oh my gosh. I, I just I just had a hard time understanding him, but you know what was so great about the way he spoke was you didn't honestly need to understand every single word he said because he said it with such um enthusiasm or passion that you knew that it was it was good whatever he was saying, <laughs> you know. Oh, you know, yeah. And it's like, yep. You're right, Benno. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you yes, fantastic. <laughs> whatever you say, Benno. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah um so well not to change the subject but i guess uh, a question i like what if you could have any superpower what, what do you think it would be read minds, read minds? H- hands down read minds because i think um and psychology like studying psychology and no i don't have a degree in psychology but Oh, there are so many masters and doctor's <laughs> degrees that I would love to just have under my belt, but finances. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, psychology, I think, is the closest thing that we can get to reading minds. Yeah. And I would love to have that superpower because we don't really know people. Yeah. We either only know what they present or we know what they don't present. Exactly. Um, and so to read minds, you could actually know what they're thinking and know mm-hmm. how to respond to them and know, you know, you know, what's really going on. And say you come across somebody and they're really having a bad day and they snap at you and you have no idea what's going on. So you, yeah. you might think it's your fault. Like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? But the reality is, you know, their kitchen could have flooded <laughs> and their dog could have ran away. Yeah. You know, something really bad could have happened and it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Now, so yeah. I think that's I think that's a, a excellent answer. So yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> read minds. <laughs> to read minds. What um, if, what about you? Oh, that's a tough one. Now, hey, come on, <laughs> you can't ask me all the tough ones. Well, would you look at that? We're out of time. No, <laughs> I'd say I would. <laughs> I would say that I I I don't know. I I think it would be. You know, it, I I hate to agree with you, but in a sense, I, I think. Why would you hate to agree with well, me? Well, okay. I don't. I don't mean it. Like that. <laughs> I I think re, it's. I think that's a good perspective, and I think what you said is, and it goes back to some of the things I said. Like it would be nice to know people's true intentions mm. from the get go. Like. That would make life a lot easier. Heck yeah. Do you know how many guys would love to just know what's in a woman's mind? <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. I, I I just, I think that would be a very powerful tool in a sense. Hmm. Now pick something else. That, that <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm teasing. The I'm real teasing. reason I asked that question is just for one sole purpose. I try to... You Are you going to give me a superpower? No. No. <laughs> It's your lucky you came to the right podcast. Um, no, uh, I, I, if you say x-ray vision, then I just label you as a pervert. That's basically, that's basically the the superpower list is they're all okay. But if you say x-ray, I know where your mind's at. That's that is a good way of weeding out the perverts. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. So, so Superman is a pervert. Can he see through clothes? He, yeah, he has X-ray vision, I think. And I don't know. And, I mean, and laser vision. Yeah, he has all. Oh, of he's it. a pervert. Oh, he's sick, sick son of a bitch. Sick Superman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get off my TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Poor Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah, the poor guy, that son of a bitch. Um, yeah, I guess the, that was the sole purpose for the question. But so you, did you, you pass the test. Did you choose my answer because <laughs> you didn't want to choose X-ray vision? Well, would you look at that? We are out of time and this... <laughs> No. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I just, it's, it's, it's been great having you around. You have anything to plug? Anything coming up? Oh my, um, no, thank you. I, I just. We do. Oh, sorry. Oh, um, you can check if if anyone is is listening, which I know there know there's people listening. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Tough Love and Motivation um, on Facebook, toughloveandmotivation.com. And I'll say it slower because sometimes I get excited and talk fast. <laughs> Tough Love and Motivation. Um, and just check out what I do. Check out what I've got going on. And if you, if you, you know, enjoy my content, definitely follow and, you know, just stalk me. I'm cool <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, it's, thanks for coming. It's been a pleasure having you. Um, the spirits. I mean, how's the drink? It, it's gone. It, it's it, gone. It, well, it's watery, but because it's it, it was gone and now it turned to water. So yeah, it's good. Mine's almost gone. Okay, fair enough. I got the limes for Dave. I can't have a, a rum and coke without the limes. Dave would come here and haunt the uh, the podcast. He listens. He's listening, and he know I got a lime in the rum and coke. So he has a lime in the rum and coke. I, <laughs> I'm a witness. <laughs> Alrighty, well, uh, thank you, and uh, hopefully we have you back again. Yeah, no, this was great. Thank you so much for having me. 